You have found Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is James Cademan. Downloadable audio episodes can be found in the podcast link, found at drawincustomers.com. And today we are welcoming slash preparing to learn from Jamie Perez, the owner of Beyond Words Productions. So Jamie, how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while since I've put myself in front of the camera, but this is a nice change of pace for me. Yeah, so you have a history of being in front of the camera. I do. I was a... TV news reporter for six years, um, and then I left the industry in uh, September of 2021, and shortly thereafter started my videography business. All right. And tell, tell us about the videography business, because that seems like you're used to being in front, and now you're like, hey, screw this, back yeah. is more fun. Well, so when I was a news reporter, I actually did everything myself. So All right. um, I was not only the, the talent in front of the camera, but I also did everything behind it as well. So. Um, to the rest of the world, I was known as a reporter, right. but in the news world, um, I was what's called uh, an MMJ, which stands for Multimedia Journalist. And basically what that means is that not only did I act as the face of the story, but I also found the stories, pitched them, went to go shoot them, edited them, put them online, presented them on camera. So I basically was producing everything myself. I was doing all my own camera work. I set up the camera for the live shots uh, or for my stand-ups in front and then would run into the front of the camera <laughs> filming myself. So I actually was very well prepared um, by my news job to do what I'm doing now. Um, I never got into news because I wanted to be on camera. I got right. into news because I liked storytelling. Okay. I loved the camera work, so it translated very nicely. So not to dig in your past too much. That's okay. But it sounds like, was this a big TV station or was it just like person in their garage kind of thing. This seems no, no, I was, um, so I, I grew up in California and I went to school in Los Angeles and got my uh, bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism. From there, my first job out of college was at the ABC station in Sioux City, Iowa. And then I was there for two years. I actually was an anchor producer and an MMJ there. So I did more things what than just world? what I explained to you. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I spent two years there and then got a job at, um, the CBS station here in Madison, and I was there for about four years doing the MMJ thing. So these are, this is common for that industry? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Holy I think, cow. I think when, when news was first a thing, you had teams of people. You had audio people, lights, yeah. sound, the reporter, the photographer. Um, there have been many, 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 many changes in news where they have cut, um, cut corners, cut budgets, all the things, and now they're training people to do it all. So. That is so weird because <laughs> I'd go to a karaoke bar and you got a sound guy. Yeah, <laughs> like like you got more of a setup news there. News is a <laughs> bigger deal. You actually have advertisers and stuff like that bringing money in than, um, yeah. than whatever it is the karaoke place brings yeah. in. That's interesting. At first, I really hated doing everything on my own. Like my first job when I was in um, Sioux City, Iowa, I, 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 was, I literally told myself, I can't wait till I get to a bigger market where I have a team of people to work with because I hated carrying around such heavy equipment with me because it's like hauling that around all day, you know, walking blocks and blocks with this like 70, 80 pounds worth of equipment right. and then trying and you're on deadline and then trying to rush in front of the camera and still look good after right. 
carrying all that around, it was like, I can't wait until I get to a bigger market and I don't have to do this anymore. But actually through the process, I learned to love the creative control of right. being both behind the camera and getting full control of telling the story, how I wanted to tell it, how I felt it should be told, how I, the, the people that I was interviewing wanted it to be told, because I was there the entire way through. So I knew my story best. Yeah. I knew how I wanted it shot. I knew how I wanted it edited. So having that creative control was actually something that I, I specifically requested when I got to Madison. I'm like, I don't want um, anybody else to help me. Like, oh, I actually really okay. Liked it. So I specifically requested that when I came here. And what? How was their reaction? They're fine with it. Cause just, they, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah, they actually liked that that I took that initiative. You know, obviously, right. like any employer likes, the more that you're skilled at, the better. Oh the my higher gosh. you are. <laughs> I was just so I have a call answering service, and I just had to hire a few people, and they're answering phones. Mm -hmm. Like their skill set, I'm comparing to yours. Like their skill set is this, and yours is this. <laughs> so yeah. I can imagine if I'm a a guy working at a television station i have to hire someone that has this skill set more and more people have oh my that skill set and have to be prepared for that skill set because if you don't know how to shoot and edit and you know be able to present your story on camera you're you're low at the list of holy applicants. cow yeah and i can imagine just from a timing point of view you have eight hours or whatever to come up with a story record it edit it which for me takes probably eight hours anyways yeah yeah. Oh it's, my gosh! Uh, I, I was gonna say eight hours is actually you're 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 using that eight hours to have meetings, make phone calls, wait for people to call you back, and then actually go shoot it, right. come back and edit it. So you're you have about two hours each for each of those things. Holy cow! So you don't have the whole eight hours to edit together a story. Oh you have eight hours to do all of that. That is so crazy. <laughs> I feel like you're just going to the zoo and unlocking the kangaroo yeah, thing just for something to happen that's scheduled. That's pretty much accurate, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's accurate. <laughs> Lines are out. Yep. Roll the camera. Yeah, very, that is so very interesting. Stressful, um, hot, hot, intense. Yeah. Intense job. Yeah. So tell me, you started your own business mm -hmm. instead of just going to work for another place. Tell me why. Well, um, so I actually did. I was working somewhere else, but it didn't stick um, for a number of reasons. But um, when I when I left that job that I left news for, um, my partner actually has his own business. And so he's, you know, in the entrepreneur mindset. And he was like, you are so good at storytelling. And you obviously miss doing the camera work, which I did. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, why don't you just start your own business doing this? Like, there is a demand for it, regardless of whether the news thinks there's a demand for heartfelt storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like, you are good at this. And even if there's no jobs out there like that, like, you can just create your own. And working for yourself is, like, is so rewarding. And you can do it. Like, and so I did. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Yeah. That's the trick, right? Once you get that entrepreneurial bug. Oh, it's hard to go back. I... No, never. <laughs> I don't Never. know if I could ever go back to working for. So I mean, it had to be very special circumstances, but like, yeah. Now that I have like the freedoms and the rewards that mm -hmm. come with being an entrepreneur, I'm like, man, I don't know if I can ever go back no. to working for somebody <laughs> again. This is great. That's cool. Yeah. So tell me, what is it you do, or what is it you offer? What's your ideal yeah. client and stuff like that? Yeah. So I focus on heartfelt and emotional storytelling for okay. businesses and nonprofits. Um, I've worked with like individual people as well, so it expands much larger than that. But 
Um, I basically get to the heart of the story, the why behind the business to make people care. So obviously love doing video work. I love putting stories together. And I love evoking emotion out of people and making them feel something for some business, organization, cause that they would have never otherwise known about, cared about, been willing to share with people. All right. Um, and the reason I, you know, kind of geared towards that, I guess there's many reasons. But, you know, when I worked in news, the days where I got to do those types of stories were the days that I loved the most about my job. Right. Like it wasn't, the news wasn't, a, for me, it wasn't about crime, politics, siren chasing. Like there obviously are days where I had to do that because it's just part of the gig. But I was like, the days where I really got to tell the heartfelt stories and I could make someone cry from watching my story. I'm like, I this is so powerful and impactful and video is so important in today's world, especially, you know, when people are watching YouTube and TikTok and Reels and that's how people are consuming their information. I'm like, there is a serious market for this and mm -hmm. that nobody is really like getting into the heart of your business. Like there's tons of videos created for businesses that are really focused on your products, your services, very surface level things. Right. And so I'm like, you what you do is not necessarily unique. You know, there's a million realtors, business people, bankers, they're all doing the same thing, but why should I choose you? Why should I support you? And that's what I do in my videos. I all make right. people care about you. You don't have to be the best at what you do, but you do have to be the best at being you. And then you have to broadcast that for people to see. Interesting. Yeah. So you, the end result, is it generally speaking businesses or mostly businesses? So they- mostly. Throw that on their website, and essentially they have their backstory. Yes. Okay. Yes. So something that this is I, not just a guy that just like, hey, I got a van and a hammer, <laughs> I know how to swing it, kind of thing, but it's kind of the reason why. Yeah. My great grandpa was a construction person. Yeah, or something yeah. Like this. Even I mean, I've done it even for just individuals who are just trying to get their business started. All right. Um, because that's a way to get your name out there. Is you make a you know two minute or less video is what my range usually is. Mm -hmm. uh, you post it on your website, you post it on social media, you boost it on Facebook so that people can see what you're about. Like That's how people learn about you. It's such a quick way to grow an audience and to get your name out there. Yeah. So I was just going to ask about duration. Because I imagine people could talk for hours about their story, oh right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, I <laughs> cheated on a test in third grade. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, so I, I, so news actually got me in the mindset of two minutes or less. And it's when I was in news, I really hated that rule because I just felt like so many stories deserved so much more time. And in certain cases, yes. But for what I'm doing for businesses, two minutes is the general rule I follow because when you're posting a video on social media, people's attention spans are, it's eight seconds. Yeah. If that. Brutal. Um, that would, that's an actual like stat that people can go look up. It's eight seconds the last time it was studied. And so you have eight seconds to try to capture someone's attention um, and then and then you have to keep their attention. But it's they, a rolling but, eight seconds, right? Right, exactly. And then like, you know, people are just constantly scrolling. People are not gonna sit there and watch a five to 10 minute video that you post. Like they're just not going to, they're so They'll watch an much. hour one though, right? Yeah, they're gonna watch, <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll watch this one. But yeah, people aren't just gonna sit there and, and scroll and, and stop on yours for 10 minutes. Like right. you have to make it quick and you have to, but you have to also give it enough time to tell your story. So when I do my videos, I try to put at least one of the best sound bites in the beginning to capture people's attention or to make okay. them go, okay, like what, 
what is this? And sure. I'm intrigued. You have Set to the hook. them. Exactly. The right. hook. Yeah. So, um, and then also on people's websites, the two-minute rule is what I follow as well because you want to give people enough time to learn what your organization is without having to make them scroll, without having to make them read through everything because people don't read. They skim. Oh, my God. And is so you that? Wanna, right. If you want to make it. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to learn about you and care about you in two minutes or less, mm -hmm. and then they spend more time on your website learning the details and all the other things. Right. You know, it's so interesting with people scrolling. I feel like they're hoping they reach the end of the internet. Yeah, and it's like, never There's ends. no end. Yeah. So if you find something cool, maybe check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll never get to the end. Yeah. So when you are working with business owners, is there ever a time that you have to kind of get their story out of them? Or do they have it like, I know exactly what's going no, on? No, nobody has any idea. Oh, they, they just, don't? No, okay. no one ever. Like, so what I do is, you know, people will reach out to me and be like, I'm interested in video. I love the videos that you do for people, but we don't know like where to start. All right. Um, so I usually have what I call like a discovery call with them. And that's me, you know, getting on Zoom with them, meeting them, finding out their why and finding out their story. And then like if they have, you know, nonprofits, for example, have like a, an abundance of emotional, impactful stories. Sure. So we... You, they usually don't have enough money to make like 30 videos. So we're like, okay, let's find the one that's going to bring in the most impact for what you're trying to do. Are you trying to use this video to apply for a grant? Are you trying to use this to fundraise? Are you trying to use this to hire people? And then I'll help them navigate through all the things that they love about their organization, all their whys, and we'll f pin it to a focus. All right. And we'll, so that's, that's my job in helping them um, do that during that discovery call. Is, okay, we're, this, is what, this is how the video is going to be laid out. This is what I want to focus on. Like, yes, you have a million other things going on, mm -hmm. but we need to focus. All right. So that's, I kind of help them work through that. Gotcha. And for a two-minute video, how much, are you, how much recording are you doing? Because um, it's not just two minutes, like, on, off, we're all done. Right. Later. No. It usually takes a little bit to get them comfortable with, like, being on camera right. and um, getting comfortable enough to uh, give me solid sound bites. Because that's what I'm listening for is, is the sound bites um, in my editor brain. So I would say interviews with me um, after we do a discovery call or, like, probably around 20 minutes. And by then right. they're comfortable with me because they've already spoken to me on, on a Zoom call or a camera. We've already had several interactions together, so hopefully by then they're yeah. open open enough with me where I can get what I need out of them in 20 minutes. Um, and then, you know, shooting footage or B-roll um, takes, it depends on what the story is. Um, but I can usually get all of my shooting done within a two-hour time frame. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So news prepared me very well for this yeah. because I have to work so quickly right? and I need to be focused and get what I want. So I'm not... I'm not sitting there asking them questions that are going to give me answers that I know I'm not going to use because okay. as a business owner, time is money. Totally. I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste my time. Mm -hmm. Like the faster I can do this, the more money I can make for myself and also the better results I can get for you and the quicker you can get what you want out of this video. Right. So yeah. So what have been some of your greatest success stories with the videos that you've done? Oh, man. So there's a lot. Most of them come from, like, nonprofits. So okay. um, the first video that I ever did was for the nonprofit uh, Geo's Garden. And for those that are not familiar, Geo's Garden is a respite care center for children with special needs. Oh. And they have a fundraiser um, every December. So the, the founder of it, who actually happens to be... Um, one of the main anchors at the station I used to work at. Oh, wow. She asked me if I would do a video for her. And this video was, like... Five and a half minutes. So it was not within my two-minute rule, but 
it was because this vi the purpose of this video was to be played at their fundraiser. They Got already it. had people's attention. Get the tears flowing. Exactly. And I'm like, this, <laughs> and the story deserved the full five minutes. Like, if I did it in two, it would not have had the impact. All so, right. like, certain stories do deserve more time depending on what medium you're using to broadcast it. Sure, I suppose you gotta take them up and down so they open their wallets. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fundraiser, exactly. right? It's a fundraiser. So um, it was a, a very, very emotional story. It was like, I cried the whole way through the whole process. Oh no. Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Wipe off I the lens still here. cried. Um, but anyways, they played that at their fundraiser and um, they, they broke fundraising records. Nice. So they raised $125,000 that night um, because of that video plus, you know, all the other things that happened at the fundraiser. But the video was a huge part of that. Very so cool. that was one. All right. um, and then another one was a video that I did for another nonprofit called Free Bikes for Kids. It's okay. pretty self-explanatory. Sure. They give yeah. bikes to, to people, um, people who need transportation, a lifeline. Um, but anyways, I, I got connected with the CEO of that, or the the founder, the board president. I don't know what her title was, but one of the heads Christy? of the Christy Go for sure. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I got connected with her, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't think we've ever had a video." And like, I know all these impactful stories that bikes have on people, and I just don't think that a lot of people who see our organization see that our nonprofit is is just as important as. Some someone that maybe has like a more obvious emotional connection, like a, a respite care center for children with special sure. needs. And so she's like, I really want to get this story out. And so I was like, okay. So we sat down and she told the story of this this 16 year old boy, who him and his mother were living out of their car, while the mom would go uh, to work every day. The boy was just kind of left wandering around. This um, African American male wandering around the streets of Madison, like really vulnerable situation there. Mm -hmm. And someone from Free Bikes for Kids saw him walking around and offered to get him a bike. And so they gave him a bike and then he used that bike to get a job and eventually bring them out of homelessness. So this is a story that wow. like only people in the organization would know, mm -hmm. right? Because why would anybody else know that unless you tried to share it in a way that was both like respectful to the family to not give away right. you know, who this is. But so we had her tell this story of this account of like, this is, this is not just a toy for people. Although, you know, some people who grew up in, in a privileged home might've just used it as a toy, a recreational mm -hmm. activity. But for some people, this is a lifeline. Right. This literally helped transform their financial, emotional, mental situation. Like, having this bike is so important to certain people. So we tried to um, tell that story. And wow. I think she's going to use that video to apply for a grant and tug at the heartstrings and hopefully nice. get a grant. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Those are just a couple of examples. I mean, I could go on, but those are two of my, what I am most connected to All in right. stories. Yeah. So how do people find you? Um, a lot of it is word of mouth. The okay. first, the first like year that I was doing this, it was a lot of me burning myself out going to networking events <laughs> and like just just hearing myself tell the same story of who I am, here's what I do, like over and over and over again for like eight to 12 hours a day, just going to different networking events, finding different groups to join, um, to tell people like, here's what I'm doing, like <laughs> I wanna help people. Um, but now it's, it's, I'm easing off of that a little bit, which is great because that's so exhausting to do. Oh my that. gosh. And yeah. yeah, a lot of it's word of mouth, people finding me through my websites and, um, you know, finding me on social media now. So, All right. Yeah. So you started your own business a little while ago, and you've been through 
the like you rah rah it's kind of the honeymoon period when you first start your business yeah and then reality sets in you got to start making money and you're like oh this is actually <laughs> yeah so what have been some of the challenges that you discovered that you did not necessarily anticipate um how hard it is to like <laughs> continuously get paid because when you're oh, on, funny <laughs> when you're on your own you know you're not working for anybody so you don't have that guaranteed income bi-weekly or yeah weekly. like it's so it's just such a different it's a different mindset to be in and it's like nobody else it's just me by the way in my business i don't have any employees like it's solo dolo Not just like, you it's totally you. yes yes it's only me well my mom helps me with my taxes so i guess <laughs> my mom's part of my team but. all right <laughs> um but uh I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? So you're fighting for to get paid. Yes. Every yeah, time. There you're you constantly go. hunting. Yes, just constantly hunting. So I think finding finding leads is um, it's getting a little bit easier, but it's very challenging to do consistently because you don't want to be someone who just uh, like goes to these networking groups and just like give me business, give me business. Like right. you have to give in order to receive. And the day you stop giving is the day you stop receiving. So it's just this constant balance of um, of time and trying to figure out how can I help other people while also like helping my business grow. Mm -hmm. So like I say that it's just me, but I really do have like a team of people that have helped me get to where I am right. today because I wouldn't be where I am without that word of mouth, without making these connections with people that will vouch for me mm -hmm. and that will support me. So there's plenty of people in the community that I've leaned on and that have just gone above and beyond. I'm so grateful for all of them to, right. to boost me into the position that I am today. So, mm -hmm. uh, no, it's yeah. a challenge. I get it. You're constantly <laughs> hunting and something like what you have going on. I imagine you make the video and they're not like, okay, let's make another one next month. Right. I mean, maybe there's some clients that are like that, which would be <laughs> phenomenal, but there's probably not a ton. Most people are not just because it's like they have this fresh video and they want to like utilize it. And then, you know, it takes it takes time for that video to work in their favor. It's not just an overnight. We have so much business now. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a time thing. And it's also like it's money as well. Not everybody has all the money to just like keep throwing out to make all these videos, which is totally understandable. Yeah. I have had like repeat customers. Don't get me wrong, but it's not immediate. It's and it's not routine, I imagine. Yeah. Like once a right. month or once a exactly. week or whatever like that. Yeah. Right. But I imagine, did you realize that ahead of time? Um, I thought maybe it would be more frequent than it is. Okay. But I, I completely understand and have learned why it's not like that. Sure. So, okay. Yeah. The, the time management and the money. Is, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not really surprising, but it's just like once you're in it and you really get a feel for it, it is a little bit different than when, when you're just on the outside looking mm -hmm. in at somebody else's business. Like you, you really feel the pressure of I need to make money. I need to right. generate income. I can't. I can't have a paycheck every four months. Like, right. like I have <laughs> unless to like, it's huge. Yeah, right? I have to. You know, cold call, cold email sometimes, and. That's worked for me, surprisingly. I didn't realize how many people would like actually respond to that because like I never used to respond to like sure. those types of emails. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, this actually works if you like do it and approach it in the right way. Like it right. works. I think people like yeah. to tell their stories. So you're in a yeah. good position. It's not like you're trying to sell them life insurance or something. Right, like yeah, that. yeah. So yeah, Interesting. it works out really well. The networking stuff has always been kind of odd to me. Cause I was never I guess when I first started my business you go to these networking things and you're trying to figure out who is worth talking to. And then you learn that even though that person, one level, isn't probably going to be a client, 
you don't know who they know. Right. And all that kind of stuff. Right. So then you have to meet them, figure out, like, what's your network like? And then, are you cool enough for me to keep talking to? And then you find out they're a mortgage broker, you move on, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, you know? no, there's a lot of those. You're, oh my gosh. you're literally spot on when you say mortgage broker, life insurance. Like, you nailed those it. are all people. <laughs> they're so common in networking events. And yeah. Yeah, but I've learned also, like, as, don't get me wrong, there are definitely people that I would much rather connect with than... Sure the mortgage lenders or the life insurance people. But like, you're totally right about the fact that it's all about like who they know. Like you never know who they know. Mm -hmm. And so you're not necessarily networking to try to pitch that person right. your business. I just want you to like me for who I am and want to support what I'm doing. Because the just be life, aware. Yes, because if you like me and you know a bunch of other videographers who like never made an impression on you, mm -hmm. the next time you come across someone who does need a video, like I'm going to be at the forefront of your mind. So it's planting the seeds. It's not yeah. an immediate transaction always. Right. It's nice when it is, but oh, like <laughs> that would be totally awesome. It's nice when it is, but yeah, it's 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 planting the seeds. And so I really my first year in business, I really didn't start generating income until I was about eight months in. And right. I started seeing people like signing contracts with me, you right. know, and putting putting their money down. And but the first eight months it was just like laying the foundation and so it was very very hard for me to get through that first period because I was it, it's like am I getting anywhere am I right. ever gonna make money at this am I making mistakes like it was a lot of self-doubt and questioning until I finally like got the yes and then it right. was just domino affected after that that's cool yeah. no I get it because it seems like you're climbing a mountain completely in the dark yeah. and you have no idea if you're anywhere close to a peak or yeah. <laughs> like no idea. Mm -hmm. no yeah, you idea. just have to believe in yourself, and it's hard for people to do that, especially when you just keep getting no's or like you're just getting ghosted or just nothing is happening. It's it's very hard to pull yourself back up, and it can be very lonely because there's nobody else doing this with me. You mm -hmm. know, like nobody else really understands like the amount of enormous effort that I'm going through every day to just try to like start this business mm -hmm. and, and really help people get their messages out and help good people do good things. So. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Tell me about the equipment because you came from professional studios where they just had truckloads of cash running <laughs> around or something like that. And I know cameras have come a long ways as yeah. far as affordability goes, but in the end you still have to have equipment. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, I mean, affordability, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, so. I guess that's a, that's a subjective word. Depending on what, what kind of gear you're getting. Well, I think of, I look at our digital camera. I just found a digital camera that we had from probably 20 years ago. I think it was four megapixels. Oh my and I remember God. buying that camera thinking like, four megapixels, <laughs> we're on top of the world. Yeah. No. And now our phones can do, I don't know, yeah. more than that. Yeah. And they're not gargantuan. Yeah. So I know you had to say like, okay, we need a, a camera we can afford. Yeah. But also a camera that's professional enough to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I imagine computer for editing and stuff like that. I'm just guessing. Yeah. No, Software. All these things. All these things. All yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah. And that's before any contract is even presented. That's before any income is generated. I have to have the tools to be able to do this. So let's ask first about the equipment and then let's figure out. Uh, I want to talk to you about when you made the decision to start your business. Okay. So equipment first because I think people that are in this industry... Yeah. Or considering getting in this industry, probably curious about that. Yeah. 
So um, a little bit of background that has everything to do with my money situation. So when I, one of the reasons that I left news was because of how poorly it paid. Um, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I felt like I was just never going to be able to achieve the goals and, and vision that I had for myself. I was never going to be able to put, it, to put a down payment on a home. I was never going to be able to take vacations, get time off, buy plane tickets. And it was just like, I was so... I was so tired of being poor in that way. Like right. just I felt like I was giving my heart and soul and everything that I had and just seeing nothing in my bank account and it was just so hard for me to live that way. And I was like I'm getting closer to 30 and I'm seeing all of my friends, you know, start their lives, buy new cars, buy homes, start families, take all these vacations and I'm like I want that and I don't want to live my whole life wondering what it would be like to have that. Like I deserve this. I I put so much hard work into this. So anyways, I was tired of being poor. So just is that the industry? Yes. It is. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that, that has nothing to do with the local market. That is industry-wide, nationwide. That is so funny you say that. I'm going to take a little tangent here cuz there's um, I'm working with a woman that has a senior, senior care, in-home senior care, mm -hmm. and I was talking with her about what they get paid, and it's dirt, mm -hmm. and it's so, and I'm like, you're taking care of grandma, mm -hmm. right? And you're doing some pretty gross things yeah. just to keep grandma alive, yeah. And you're getting paid dirt. I didn't know this. Yeah, most people don't. Um, there you just are... assume you're famous, so you're rich, right? No, <laughs> I think at one point, uh, journalists did make good money but I think in today's world especially when you're in local news I think once you climb high enough when you're getting to network you start to make a, a more decent living okay but it takes so much to try to get there that you're just scraping by the entire time and is the reason I guess from your perspective is that because you get 500 people at the door ready to take that job that's and budget cuts I mean not there's not nearly as many people invested in or watching the news. So okay. there's, you know, ad sales decreasing, the budget decreases. That's why they have people uh, doing everything, like MMJs. That's yeah. because they can't afford to Just hire crews of people. Holy so cow. Have, so there's, yeah, it's, it's all connected. All right. Um, but anyways, yes, I was, I was um, tired of being poor and I didn't, when my partner suggested to start my own business, I was like, I have no capital. I have no money to start my own business. Like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do this? <laughs> so, I used a little bit of what I had saved, which was not much. Um, he helped me with rent so that I could take some of that money and invest it into the business. Um, he actually helped me purchase a laptop so that I could nice. have something to edit on. I paid for the editing subscription because it's just a monthly mm -hmm. cost, um, and then. Uh, I went through a camera equipment company that actually lets you pay off the equipment over a year. Oh, sweet. So, okay. yeah, you just had to put like a little bit down, sign up for a, like a credit card with them that was specifically to pay off this the equipment. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I'd say somewhere, I can't remember how, how long I had been in business for, but it was within the first like eight months that I had been doing this. Um, I applied for a grant that I actually won. So it was a $5,000 grant that Whoa. I got to um, help supply me with some of the equipment. Through the state um, or who was the grant? No, through? so it was through a nonprofit called Doyen. They are local oh, sure. here okay. in um, Madison. And uh, 
they help women entrepreneurs. So I Super was in, cool. a, in a pitch competition and I won. So that was about 5,000 that I got to contribute towards that. And then um, I also was making videos for a nonprofit that the owner of the nonprofit had his own camera equipment okay. that he wasn't using. So oh. he's like, if you continue to make videos for me, um, I'll just, you can just use my, my gear. Nice. So it was a really good hookup because now I had not only his equipment, but the the equipment that I was investing into. So I yeah. had you know the professional quality. I could have a two camera sh uh, set setup at every shoot that I did. Wow. So it was it was. I am so grateful for that because I know <laughs> that like starting a business, it's like not everybody has those resources. But I tried to like pull from whatever I could just to get the very bare minimum that I needed to do a video for somebody. Yeah. So. You know, it's so interesting talking to you because it sounds like you just had your mindset on something and just achieved that goal and just in a scrappy way, the way that you have to, right? Yeah. And I look at some of the students that I taught at a business planning class and some of them are what I would consider smart enough to know that that's what has to be done. Yeah. And others are just like, I don't have a camera can't start my business, yeah. I guess. And they just stop without understanding the opportunity that is just within arm's reach if they just hold out their arm. Right. Like you just, you'll find it. It right. just works out. Your business is only going to be successful as you're willing to put out. Right. Basically. Like it's, and if this gives anybody any encouragement, I am not like a super outgoing person like I'm actually like way more introverted than I am extroverted I like spending time alone I'm not someone who is comfortable in networking situations like going into a room of strangers and trying to talk to people but when I was doing that um, I did it because I literally had no other choice like nobody else is going to make this business succeed and mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid unless I do this so like it's like forcing yourself to, to break out of your shell and you don't grow by staying comfortable and stagnant. Like right. you have to do these things to get something that you have never had. You have to do things that you've never done before mm -hmm. and you have to just advocate for yourself. And like, so now that I don't have to go to as many networking events because <laughs> word of mouth is helping me, I'm like, thank God. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. It was, yeah, it's a lot, but like it helped me get to where I am today so that Fair. now I don't have to do it anymore. Fair. I remember asking that class, who loves salespeople? And they're like, oh, right? And I'm like, well, you're all salespeople, so you, have you to got be. your own business. You have to be. Here you go. Yeah. So tell me, you must have had some experience with rejection, I imagine, with the news story <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because you go to people and you're like, super news story. And they're like, I don't no. want to be in front of a camera. Yeah. So is that... I imagine just not a big deal because some people take it like, oh, my gosh, this person said no to me. It's always hard to hear no, even even when you're used to it. Like you want you don't go to people expecting a no. Like you you go hoping that they'll say yes. And then it's That's still, fair. It's totally still, fair. It's you wouldn't go to them if you knew they were going to say no. Like right. you wouldn't waste your time or theirs. Like mm -hmm. I every person I approach. I'm hoping you'll say yes. But that's not always the case. Expecting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was in news, that definitely helped me with rejection because of people's demeanor towards um, towards news outlets and media outlets, especially as it's really tarnished over the last right. four years. Like I have dealt with a lot of hate and negativity just simply because of the profession that I was in. So really? people were horrible, horrible to me. Yeah, like wow. I could I could go on and give you many, many stories. All but, right. 
Um, different show, right? Yeah, <laughs> different. Uh, yeah, one that allows uh, some cursing to happen because that <laughs> definitely happened to me. And like, it just—you it, cannot take it personally because I know that even when I was in news, a lot of that—that that anger that I ended up being on the receiving end of was not personal towards me because they don't know me and they don't know right. who I am. Like, I'm just doing my job. Um, their anger was rooted in something else. Sure. So you just can't take things personally. Mm -hmm. Like, and every time you you get a no, you grow a little bit. Your thing right. gets a little bit a little bit thicker. Mm -hmm. So news prepared me well for that, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so when you are talking with people, it's, well, let me back up a step. You mentioned the Doyan group mm -hmm. when you're presenting. And I'm imagining everybody else watching you present, and they'd be like, well, how are we supposed to compete with that? <laughs> this person that's your whole business is presenting a story. I know. Well, so now you're just tears are flowing, and they're like, take our money. <laughs> take our money. I actually didn't think I was going to win because I was up against a lot of very deserving organizations that could have easily used that money. Sure. You know, and it was it was i was surprised and almost like didn't want the money because of how much like oh, of their sure. stories i'm like wow like that money could have been used like in in so many other good ways right um but i think being i think the passion behind what i was pitching mm -hmm. is what helped me win um, and you don't have to be a, a professional speaker like I, I was as a news reporter. Like you right. don't have to be that because you, you have to just make people like you and believe in you. And you, it is your job as the owner of your business to make people believe in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, because there's so many good missions and nonprofits out there that are doing amazing work. Like how do you decide who to donate your money to? How do you decide who to give scholarships and grants to when there's so many deserving people? Like. Mm -hmm. It has to be like you, you have to be the selling point. People have to like you. So I think people saw the passion that I had and I'm like, I, I want this so badly. And, and that's what I would tell. Like if you're, you're you know, you're talking to your students, like mm -hmm. if you don't want it bad enough, there is somebody out there who is going to work that hard to get what they want. Right. Yeah. Like, you have to be hungry. Yes. Have you to have be. to be hungry. You, you can't, can't just be. be like, I'm interested in this. Mm -hmm. You got to be like, mm -hmm. this is happening. Mm -hmm. And you can't be afraid to fail because I'm sure you've heard, you know, quotes saying that like winners and losers both both want the same thing. But the difference is that the winners have failed more times than the losers even tried. Mm. And you have to be willing to fail. Like yeah. you, don't, you don't learn by just winning all the time. You no. learn by losing. No, that's I see that with my kid when he plays uh, he plays baseball. When he played up a level, he wasn't winning as, as much, but I feel like he grew. Mm -hmm. When he plays at his level, eh, <laughs> it's kind mm -hmm. of boring. Yeah, exactly. So even it's baseball, so what are you going to do? <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, um, when you started your business and you're going through these challenges, was there a point where you just wanted to be like, you know what, maybe I should just check and see what kind of job ads we got going on? No. No, no, I love that. No, no. <laughs> there are definitely moments where I still doubt myself just because there's like periods that I'm like, I, I'm not making any money right now. Sure. Um, but it's it's just still about switching my mindset. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get paid every two weeks. That's just not that's just not how where I'm at in the business yet. Like, and it's OK. Like, it's right. just being patient and learning that, like, it's. It's not, you're not going to get immediate gratitude, instant gratification. No. And that's, that's a big thing about being a business owner too, is a lot of this is long-term planting the seeds and like slowly building the baby steps to get to that successful point. Totally. 
totally the long game. So yeah, no, I've never thought about. Right, <laughs> I do not want to go and work for somebody else because I love being my own boss. I love making my own rules. The the freedom that I get from being able to make my own schedule and do what I want, not have to ask permission to take a sick day, not have to ask to get time off of work mm -hmm. and, and who I can say yes to work to and how I have to structure a story or a video. Like I get full control of yeah. all of that and it's so nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. It's interesting hearing entrepreneurs talk about freedom because sometimes they'll take that freedom and they'll just busy themselves to the point that they're no longer free, though they get right. to choose to be mm -hmm. blocked, <laughs> I guess, right. as far yeah. as that goes. I learned that um, on my own, uh, I went with my family to Phoenix, mm -hmm. and there was a moment when we were going to go for a hike or something like that, and I almost let my phone just hang out in the hotel, and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. not cool. That is not a place that I want to be. Right. And I've been in business for a while. So it's one of those like, oh, crap. <laughs> what did I do? Because there was a time that I could. Yeah. I could have left it. Yeah. So interesting. When you are telling your stories or helping people tell their stories, do you ever get people that are camera shy? All the time. Oh and what God. do you do to help them with it? <laughs> Um, well, that's partially what the initial discovery call is for, um, to figure out like, okay, who is the best person to be on camera? Because nobody really, like most people I should say, really don't want to be in front of the camera like Who's sharing the story. Right? So um, I have done videos a couple of different ways. One of them, the more common one is interview style. So kind of like this two shot is set up where okay. you have, you know, it's, they're not looking into the camera, they're looking at me All asking right. the questions. And that, that puts them a little bit more at ease because they don't, they're not so stuck on the fact that, oh my God, I'm on camera, oh my God, I'm on camera. It's, it's just a conversation. Right. It's a little warmer too, I imagine, because yeah. staring at a camera is yep. weird. The camera has no reaction it's to It's not natural for people to just look into a camera and start talking. That's right. not what most, most people do. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I've done is I, so in, in certain situations, in certain projects, I will have people look directly into the camera, but I bought a teleprompter so that I can help them write a script that sounds like they're not reading. So I, don't, I help them with the dictation of it so that it is written in the way that they would talk. All right. So, and then I put that on there and then, so that it just looks like they're looking at a teleprompter. They're All not right. actually looking into the camera, so they can't even see the camera. Gotcha. It looks like they're just reading a screen. All so right. I, that's um, the other way, but mostly um, I, I just try to like do like, sort of like an icebreaker when I first meet people. So I know that there's no cursing on this show, but like <laughs> I usually will like do like act, just act like myself, but like, I'm a human being. Like I'm not just coming in here like stiff and professional. We got to get this done, this done. Like it's just that doesn't make you relatable. And so I just try to act like myself. I curse and I swear and right. I do I do things, you know, that make me like more human, more down to earth, <laughs> and it makes them more comfortable. Like I'm here to help you guys and to just have a good time. I don't want this to be stressful. I don't want you to be nervous and you don't need to be nervous talking to me. So like I'll maybe share something about myself that's either like embarrassing, like super raw or real and it just makes it easier to talk to me. All right. So yeah. Nice. And you go to their place. Yes. And I imagine sometimes with acoustics and stuff like that, are there challenges that you have to deal with there? There are in certain situations like, um, so I have like little lavalier mics like this that I okay. use. Um, and sometimes it'll pick up like the white noise, like if their their air conditioning is on, it'll sometimes pick that up. But I can I can edit that for the most part in, in post editing processes. Um, 
But like the level that I am at, because I don't have my own studio with I can, controlled sound, controlled lighting, um, a lot of it is um, you know their their natural environment. So that's another thing that helps them feel comfortable right. because they're in their natural space. Mm -hmm. um, but the quality of, of video that I'm producing, I'm not making a movie. It doesn't need to be perfect. Gotcha. And so, okay. and they don't the the normal human being who is not into this industry doesn't know what to listen for and they don't know what to look for. So All a right. lot of the things that like, you know, something that you and I would notice, most people are not noticing. Got it. So, I mean, eventually I want to build up to maybe get a, you know, a studio space where I can control in certain situations mm -hmm. if I want like a higher production quality. But right now, like the, the business model that I have, the pricing point that I have, that's not necessarily like, Imp like pertinent where sure. I have to have everything like <laughs> to the <laughs> right tea. Like, yeah, I just want people to feel um, comfortable where with the video that they're at. And like, I've never had anybody complain about the quality. All right. So cool. Yeah. Tell me about editing. Because in my world, editing is a huge pain in the butt. It's so tedious. And I do. <laughs> I mean, I like to think of my editing as pretty simple, like chop the front and the mm -hmm. back. Just straight and, cuts, basically. And yeah. unless somebody drops an F-bomb or something like right. that, we're just moving on. It's yeah. going. And I think of people with B-roll footage or movies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that person, whoever edited that movie, watched that movie seven billion times. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I would go crazy. Yeah. And to the point that you're probably just numb to <laughs> whatever. And it's funny. I was just watching um, Scent of a Woman mm -hmm. on Prime. And they had this little, like, hey, these guys messed up in editing here. And I'm like, do you know how many hours they had in that movie? Right. Like, a little slack. A yeah, little slack right. would be cool. So tell me about how your process of editing and just how you go through that whole thing. So editing is something that you definitely have to love All right. <laughs> because it is it is tedious. You are listening to the same sound bites over and over and over again. If you're editing the audio, you're looking at the same footage over and over and over again and like playing with different things to figure out how you can make this the best shot. You're color correcting, like all of the things that are just like there's so there are a million ways to edit something. Um, I like that process. Um, right. I don't spend hours and hours and hours doing it though. Okay. I do it enough to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm sick of looking at this. And then I'll like take <laughs> a break. You know, I don't need to finish this today. Like in news, I had to finish it today. Yeah. So like I had to be quick and you know, it wasn't always the best product that was put on air because I was working on deadline. I just needed to get something on the air. But now that I have my own business and I can work on my own deadlines, like I can spend more time putting more production value into it so I can take my time um, doing what I want to do without over editing. So because some things are over edited and they sure. really just need to be very simple. Mm -hmm. um, the type of stories that I'm doing also don't necessarily require a ton of editing because I'm focused on the story the story value of it. Like I tell people you don't even like necessarily need to hire a production studio to do this. If you're the type of person that just wants to budget something on your iPhone, like it is mostly about the content that you put out there rather than the quality of production. All right. Like to get people's hearts involved. Sure. Right? Like because you can put out the best quality video, but if it's boring, what was the purpose of spending all of that money just to have it look nice that nobody's going to even watch all the way through? I've seen movies like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Funny of us probably have. And right. So um, 
So yeah, I spend probably, depending on like the project, I would say for an average two minute video that I'm doing, I spend maybe three hours editing. All right. Total. That's still substantial. It is. And uh, again, news helped me be quick. I know what I'm looking for because I have the training to like know how to shoot something the way that I want it, know how it's going to be edited. Like I don't add necessarily all the fancy fancy things that you might expect in like some like sports commercial like sure. crazy edits crazy Fireworks transitions yeah i'm like that's not that's not the goal of this the goal of this is to tell your story and to tug at heartstrings you're not going to tug at heartstrings by having some light flare come in sure. like <laughs> it really it has to be intention like if you have to have intent behind every edit that you make like why is that there all right so a lot of my stories are very simple stories some of them are just like straight cuts with very minimal all right editing and they're still functional. They still serve the purpose and beyond what the client is expecting. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Let me ask you about businesses that are growing to the point where the owner is trying to step away, but you still want to get a story. And a story is from a person, right? A business mm -hmm. can't tell a story. It's got to be a person. Mm -hmm. So are there ever times that you have to interview someone that's either an employee or a client of a business or something like that? Yeah. I mean, like if, the, if a client of mine wants like testimonial type of heartfelt stuff, then, then in that case we would do that. A lot of nonprofits that I work with, um, they're trying to share the impact of what they do. So, you know, we talk to someone that they've helped through one of their programs and that's, that's the whole story is All that right. person. Got it. It doesn't necessarily need to be the founder, the CEO, the president of a company, although that's helpful to have. Um, in certain situations, it's not even necessary. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And tell me, what do the people do with the video once they have it? Do you help them post it to the marketing website, whatever? Um, no. Or is that something you tell them, here's a marketing person, you just Yeah, I, I can connect them with people who can help them um, reach a bigger audience. Um, but for the most part, people use my videos to post on the front page of their website, like front and center, or post it on their social media. Like, those are the two main uses that I see people who work with me use their videos for. Gotcha. All right. So, have there ever been any videos that are just like, "Oops, that didn't work out"? No. No. That's good. <laughs> I like no. I, I go. I go about everything with the intention that this is going to work. Like you All have right. to like almost manifest it. Like this is going to work. No, I get it. Like, <laughs> I get it. I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. But I can tell you that there are times that I interviewed people. It's not often. Maybe three out of I don't know how many times I've been doing this. Two hundred fifty something like that. Mm -hmm. Where you're just like, oh, we're 10 minutes in and you are dry as a bone. I can usually, I can usually, um, what do you say, like nip that in the bud or something like All that, right. like during the discovery call. Be like, you're probably not the best person <laughs> to put on camera. Let's find somebody else. So like, how do you say it. that? I, it, it depends on who I'm talking to and, and how I approach it. Cause I have gotten people who I'm like, this is so boring. Like right. and, <laughs> even people that show up the day of the shoot that my clients like, oh, we want to put this person into. And they're like, like, why? Like, oh. <laughs> why? Like, <laughs> but that's still cause you and, have people that are just like, yeah, you rah, rah. Yeah. Um, so if, if it happens where they just show up the day of the shoot and they're like, we want this person included, like I have to, uh, I have to put them in. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll either find like the shortest soundbite that I can to try to include them that like and edit it in a way that it makes it sound like it's not dragging on for forever and like just <laughs> I'll do a little bit of editing magic to make it sound like they were not they didn't come off as on camera ready as they All were. Right. 
Um, or if it's, you know, during the discovery call um, and I notice like this probably isn't the best person, then I'll say, you know, what about what about shifting the video and the narrative into some someone that you have impacted? Like it's it's nice to hear from you, but you're the owner of the or whoever they are. You're the owner of the business. So it's like, of course, you're going to say positive things about your own story. But let's hear from somebody who has actually gone through it, who can vouch for you. Got it. So then we switch it to somebody who might be a little bit more prepared to, right. to do that type of a thing. It reminds me of, uh, oh my gosh, we did radio ads for a business that I had a long time ago. And we had clients that were going to be a little snippet. Mm -hmm. Their little testimonial mm -hmm. was going to be a snippet in the radio ad. And last minute with no warning to me or the radio station, the husband of one of our clients comes up. Mm -hmm. He has like, he doesn't even know who we are. He's just like, my wife got cold feet. So she told me to come here. And he thought that this was an interview to be the next famous person, what Jay Leno or something mm -hmm. like that. And so he, <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like he put on this fake, super deep voice kind of thing. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, crap, we can't air that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so, like, jaded. Um, but I was also a little frustrated because it was one of our best clients. Yeah. And so the, the client, the person that we actually dealt with, the one that signed checks to us, She's super cool, bubbly person, yeah. perfect for this particular thing, but she just got a little shy, yeah. which I get, it happens. I'm like, oh, that sucks, because mm -hmm. I didn't want to step on her toes and be like, we couldn't use your husband's thing because he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. you don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So, there's, I mean, there's obviously certain situations where like, I wish somebody else had, had done the speaking part, but if it, at the end of the day, you're trying to make your clients happy with the final product. And mm -hmm. if they want something specific, like I can advise them, like, you know, this is their direction that I would go in. And like, as someone that's been doing video for a long time, these are the reasons that I would do it and try to explain it to them. But if at the end of the day, they're like, no, this is what we want, then you have to adhere to that. All right, they're paying. They're paying your bills. So like, you have to adhere <laughs> to that. It's their video. Like, it's not my video. It's not going on, you know, right. on True. my business page. It's, it's yours. So as True. long as you're happy with it, after all the advice is said and done, like, okay, we can, you know, I, I want to keep them as, as clients, you know, like I want to have good relationships with people and not burn bridges because this right. is not my project. This is yours. Fair. Totally so, fair. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because as a creative, I mean, the end is what you are. You have like, this is beautiful the way it is. And then they're like, Actually, we want to do this money thing. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the stories that you're doing, are they all tear jerking stories? Or some kind of you rah rah more popular, or um, not popular, um, positive? Or are they, so, I guess just tell me what kind of gamut yeah. we got for stories. Sure. So I do try to focus on positive, heartfelt, impactful. It doesn't always necessarily have to be tear jerking, although I love those ones. All right. Um, but I mean, I've, so I've dabbled in like real estate videos, which are, have no emotion whatsoever. It's just strictly. Like houses and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. Like, oh, really? So um, I, I, I did that when I was first starting out. Um, to generate more income sure. because I wasn't seeing any through what I was trying yeah. to do with Play the heartfelt the storying, so, storytelling. So um, I've dabbled in real estate. I have helped my, my partner's business just do some general promotion stuff, but make them better than just like a really bland, boring, tasteless ad. <laughs> um, I still try to bring a little bit of life to it. So I've, I've experimented with other types of things because not everybody is in the mindset where they're like, 
heartfelt storytelling. Like that's definitely something that more and more businesses are starting to learn is important and right. trying to learn how to tell that story. Um, but I still get hired out for other more simple video projects as well, which I'm happy to do because like I said, you know, I'm running a business. I have to generate income for right. myself. Mm -hmm. And eventually I will get to the point where hopefully I'm telling enough of these heartfelt stories to generate a full income for me where I can kind of taper off doing some right. of the so stuff you can be that more I, selective. I can be more selective. Yeah. All right. So, so perfect segue. What is the goal for growing the business? Let's say three years. Yeah. Um, I mean, a studio space is definitely, you know, in that, in that goal for three years. Um, I really want to do more work abroad. Oh, really? Yes. How I, far abroad is abroad? As far as the world takes me. All right. Um, there are so many stories to be told. And I feel like in, in the United States, we're in such a bubble. I mean, we have Canada and Mexico and that's it. And, but when you travel overseas, you can travel to so many different countries in like two hours of each right. other. And I'm like, they are so much more like culturally aware and just so much more exposed to different ways of life, like way more so than we are here in America. And I'm like, these are stories that deserve to be told. And I actually just got back from a month long trip in Thailand where I really got to see like just how culturally diverse people were and people from truly all different walks of life mm -hmm. and how and how different life is over there in like everywhere you go and i'm like these are really like stories that need to be told and the the, the work that a lot of people are doing especially in their social good sectors i'm just like this is so impactful and powerful and if like more people around the world could see mm -hmm. what other people are doing without ever having to travel there to see it right like that would be an amazing thing for me to be able to do and i love traveling and i love right. being challenged in that way and experiencing new cultures so i'm like that's that's the ultimate goal is to be able to travel abroad and tell stories so that that almost sounds like documentary to me unless can you get paid doing that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could still, I mean, it's essentially freelancing at that point where I okay. would just be hired out by different companies in different parts of the world to come fly over and do their stories or maybe even live there for a few months while I'm gathering everything that I need. I still would want to focus on like two minutes or less videos because humans are humans. Our attention span sucks right? everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I would still focus on getting, you know, a short video because that also gives me the ability to not have to work on one project for so long. Like I can take on more and more and more All different right. diverse things by keeping your video short, done, moving on to the next. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. That sounds super awesome. Exhilarating. Yeah. Yes. You let me know how you figured that out and I'll <laughs> learn how to do cameras. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> traveling is awesome. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's cool to see the world. So thank you so much for being on the show, Jamie. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Do you um, have any advice for people that are thinking about starting their business so that you've started yours and learned <laughs> some of the ins and outs? Um, huh. At first, when I, when I first started seeing the rewards of being a business owner, I was like, I don't know why anybody would work for anyone ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, now, but now that I'm a little bit more into it and I've get, you know, gotten into the hard stuff of what it really takes to do it all as a solopreneur, like, I'm like, okay, like, I get that this is not for everybody. But I would just say if you don't feel like you fit the mold at any job that you've ever had and you just want to like take control of your life, like do it. There's some, you can make a business out of literally anything. 
and and grow it because as long as you have a passion for it as long as you're willing to like share that passion and like other people can see that and feel that like people are going to support you like no matter what your niche is mm -hmm. and i think that it's just so rewarding and it just gives you time to like live your life that's the other reason why i started my own business is because i didn't want to do the traditional nine to five working monday through friday until i'm you know federal age of retirement and then you know only then can i like really live out my life and because right. i i just feel like i've known so many <laughs> i've known so many people that do that and that like this is a little dark but that get like cancer and and die a few years after they retire or just something happens yeah in their old age as things do and i'm like you worked your whole life to have five years of time to do what you wanted mm-hmm when you thought you had all this extra time right. and you you never know when your last day on this earth is going to be so if like if you want to do it like do it right the yeah their purpose went away their yes. purpose was so involved with their job mm -hmm. when they get rid of their purpose yep and then when they can lose even subconsciously a reason yep. to live exactly and when you're your own boss like you can do everything that you want to do right now if you work hard enough for it mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what I would say. Is, Earn it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for being yeah, on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Where can people find you? Um, I am on social media as Beyond Words Productions or, um, you know, I have a website at beyondwordsproductions.com. All right. Super cool. Yeah. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We're locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is James Kederman, and Authentic Business Adventures is brought to you by Calls on Call, offering call answering and receptionist services for service businesses across the country on the web at callsoncall.com. And of course, the Bold Business Book, a book for the entrepreneur in all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. We'd like to thank your wonderful listeners as well as our guest, Jamie Perez, the owner of Beyond Words Productions. Can you tell us that website one more time? beyondwordsproductions.com. Well, you can't forget that, yeah. right? <laughs> it's almost too easy. Uh, past episodes can be found morning, noon, and night. The podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. Thank you for listening and watching. If you don't mind, do us a huge favor. Thumbs up, please. Comment. And, of course, subscribe so you can get more awesome shows. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. I want you to stay awesome. And if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.